All right, we're back with another episode of the Players Impact Podcast, Super Bowl edition. Our guest today is CEO of Sports One Marketing, Dave Meltzer. Dave, thanks for coming. Oh my gosh, what a pleasure. These are the highlights of the Super Bowl. I know most people come for the parties and the games. I come for the inspiration and the content. Absolutely. You've been all over the place. Following you on Instagram, it's been crazy to see all the engagements that you've done. Gary Vee's meetup last night. Um, super cool to see, but we're excited to have you here today. So thank you for your time. Of course. Um, so you business coach a lot of athletes. You know, Players Impact, we're all about facilitating opportunities for pro athletes on the education side, on the investing side. Um, talk about kind of the importance for these athletes to be involved with uh, different ventures. You know, it's interesting. Uh, I was blessed to be CEO of Lee Steinberg Sports Entertainment. So Lee was my mentor. That's where I met my business partner, Warren Moon. And the biggest thing that Lee taught me was to have impact with the athletes. That's how my true uh, title is in CEO. I call myself a philanthropist because I utilize athletes to help people, including themselves. I think, you know, I have an obligation with the relationships I have and knowledge I have to help perpetuate the economic impact that an athlete can have and allow them to utilize the resources that they worked so hard for in the maximized way. And it's really important to do so. Talk about like the actual numbers, right? So something you require of all the athletes that you work with is to have kind of that charitable side to give back to the community. What business results have you seen driven from those like specifically? Do you have any like examples you could share? Absolutely. So, you know, I learned it back with Lee. Most people thought we were crazy that we required every athlete to have a charitable purpose or cause. And that it was kind of like a tidying, right? About 10% needed to go into those things. And I was especially, not only on the business, but the philanthropy side of how they can utilize, not just giving money, but utilize their brand to help raise money. But the economic impacts, you know, of not only the money they give, which are millions, you know, millions of dollars. Just like most people don't know Elton John, he raised over $400 million and was one of the leading catalysts to curing AIDS, right, HIV. No person on earth today should die from HIV. The only reason they do is because of embarrassment, they won't get help. But moreover, now he's raising money for that embarrassment side. Well, athletes have done the same thing, but here's what's interesting economically for them, is because of the philanthropic side, they became a bigger part of the community. They were around the right people and the right ideas. They got offered all types of extraordinary business opportunities. Freddie Couples, for example, in San Diego. Because of his philanthropic efforts, he met a whole community in Rancho Santa Fe. He bought a home that went up $40 million. He has over $100 million in business assets because the Jacob family and others, people of Qualcomm, they all let him in the inside deals. But more importantly, even as an agent, I could negotiate better when someone was a part of the community because they could actually have leverage to stay. They actually could have leverage from the community to pay him more. Right. There's all types of great things and it all stems from adding value. And it doesn't mean necessarily, you know, I would not advise, by the way, any young player who's on their first contract to give too much to charity. I would, however, say that give a lot of your time to the community. Don't give money. You, you may only pay two and a half years, and although you make, you know, and a lot of them don't even make this, but let's say you make a million dollars, making a million dollars a year for two and a half years isn't enough where you should be giving most of it away. But if you want to be smart and trust the universe, you should be volunteering your time 
every moment you could have to get involved with the community because although you may not have a lot of money, all of those kids look up to you like you're a god. Right. And so if I'm an athlete and I don't have Dave Meltzer as my agent and I'm looking to get started in the community, getting involved with different ventures or even starting my own venture, what's your advice for that athlete looking to just get started? Sir, first find what you're passionate about. So, you know, I've had boxers, Chris Ariola, you know, got killed by Klitschko in a championship fight, but I loved him because, you know, wasn't the most educated person. And I said, Chris really wanted to give back. And he's like, but I don't know how. I said, it's real simple. What are you passionate about? He said, well, when I was a kid, I had holes in my shoes. I used to have to put cardboard in my shoes because I couldn't afford more shoes. So I said, cool, let's go online and find a charity that gives shoes away, right? right. And he was like, really? I'm like, yeah, this is right there. So be more interested than interesting. Find what you're passionate, if you're passionate about it, like uh, here in Atlanta, for example, the running back from Florida State, uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name, he's great, but he, his mom couldn't afford a house, so he created a foundation to give down payments for houses, and ironically, Deshaun Watson, his mom got one of the houses and down payments, right? I mean, there's extraordinary, but you gotta be passionate about it. You know, the things that I do are about empowering children. I, I give, the biggest charities I give is Crescent Moon Foundation here in America because I got a scholarship to college. I, all my siblings, we could not have been educated if it wasn't for someone donating money so I could get a scholarship to college. So that's, I'm passionate about that. Right. So that's the key. And it's so easy to find. Don't, I also, when you're first starting, don't create your own foundation. Right? There's art, you don't need to compete. You know, if your child had cancer, go to St. Jude, you know, go to Boys and Girls Club if you didn't have a place to play. You know, there's tons of great, be, they need you. So don't go ahead and reinvent the wheel. Now, if you have something unique and you make a lot of money, yes, I w would suggest go find a lawyer to help you set up a foundation. Right. So in the athletes that I've interviewed on this podcast previously, and then also athletes I've met um, who are in business, a lot of them talk about, you know, the idea of mentorship. Um, obviously these athletes are presented with a variety of different things. Everyone wants a piece of them. So if I'm an athlete and I'm looking for a mentor, how do I know who to trust? Like, what do I look for in a mentor? So what I always do is first of all, you should have more than one mentor and you should interview your own mentors as well. So, um, you know, if I'm looking for someone that sits in the situational knowledge of real estate, I would ask as many people. Who's the expert at, you know, buy side hedge fund real estate investment? Just ask, keep asking people, who's the best guy you know? Who's the best guy? And you're going to get three names that keep coming up. Then go talk to those three people, find which one resonates. Instead of what people do is so they put self-interest and scarcity in mind. They'll go ask one person, who would you use, you know? And then it goes through a chain of blame, shame. And sometimes people are just lazy. They'll give you a name they don't even know just because they want to feel like they're credible that they know someone. So pull people. Pull the people that you see they're actually doing well. You know, find the, the mature athletes. Ask them that are in the situation you want to be. They, they are stable. They're married. You know, they have a life that maybe you want. Ask them, who do you use for this? Who would you recommend for this? But don't just ask one person. Right. Poll people, find the best three, interview the three, find the one you want. And that's what we're really trying hard to do with the Players Impact is we're pulling together a community, not just on the investing side, but more importantly on the educational side. That's what we're doing here at this event, you know, where we're you know, talking right now today. Um, talk about kind of the, besides mentors, like the community aspect of being an athlete and surrounding yourself with like-minded teammates and just friends in the business world and the value of that and kind of the value of how we're trying to pull that together with the player's impact. 
that when you have a community, you can learn from dummy tax, right? Everyone makes mistakes. I love the fact that I can start a speech at eight in the morning and say, who here has made a mistake? And everyone raises their hand. But yet we waste so much time, resources, and emotion on making mistakes or blaming other people for making mistakes. What's nice about having a community that has similar values and are aligned is that we can leverage the mistakes of others. We feel comfortable telling them about our mistakes as well as asking them about their mistakes. And then we accelerate our learning curve, which allows us to be more successful. To me, it's about making more money, helping more people, and having more fun. If I can do those three things in my life within the community I have, people who have the exact same interests, experiences, situational knowledge, and relationship capital, I can accelerate that through the learning curve. Right. So let's spend the last little bit talking about you as a businessman. Um, you know, everyone sees you super successful. I don't know, people who don't follow you already probably don't know your story. Talk about just kind of some of the challenges that you've had to overcome to get to where you are today. Yeah, so the best day of my life is when I lost over $100 million. Now I say it's the best day, that's the day I went bankrupt. It takes about two years to lose that much money. And I lost that money because I made a bad assumption. And the lesson that I learned was instead of being a manipulator, overselling, back-end selling, even sometimes lying to people to make money, that I lived in a world of just enough because I grew up so poor with a single mom and six kids, that by losing everything, I learned a valuable lesson that there's more than enough in the world and that what if I use my skills, I use my knowledge, and I use my inspiration and desire instead of trying to take just to give provide value. Now that doesn't mean I'm sitting at home high on my mom's couch dreaming about what I want, walking the streets of Calcutta, giving away every penny I have to the poor. What it meant to me was I woke up every day and asked for 10 people that I could help. Provide value to. How much inspired activity could I have and become profitable so I could amass enough power to help even more people. And once I did that, my entire universe changed, my perspective. I have a lens every day of productivity and accessibility. Accessibility has a duality. How could I be accessible to as many people as I could be, as well as how can I access what I need? And it came up with two simple questions to finish up. One, what I learned is to be happy, all I need to do is ask people how I can be of service. And then if I couldn't help them or didn't have the capabilities, I know I have the capabilities to help them find someone to help. And then two, in the same realm, and more difficult for me, and I think for almost everyone, was I learned to ask people, do you know anyone that can help me? Right. Or my friend, or the person asking me for help. And that's self-included. If you learn those two questions and practice it every day, I promise you, you'll have extraordinary abundance in your life. You have impact beyond belief. And I believe that's what players impact is about those two simple questions in the community. Hey, how can I serve our community? And more importantly, do you know anybody that can help me? Right. I think it's super important to hear that because a lot of the listeners and a lot of people involved with players impact, the member athletes are just at the beginning stages of their journey and they're going to face a lot of challenges. So it's important to know people like yourself who are successful, you were successful, then you weren't, and then you were, and then you weren't, and then here you are. You know what I mean? So whatever happens, you know, as long as you keep pushing and you have the right intentions like yourself, you know, you can make it. So last question, um, we end each episode of the podcast with this question, but it is the Players Impact podcast. So what is the impact that you want to leave behind, you know, when it's all said and done? That's really simple. It's to empower others, to empower others to be happy. 
So I think this is a perfect organization and community that not only can be empowered themselves, but because of who they are, they can empower others to empower others to be happy. And if we do that, I believe we can make the entire world happy. Awesome. Thank you, Dave. Thank really you. appreciate your time. Everybody, if you enjoyed this episode of the Players Impact Podcast, please subscribe, leave us five stars, share with a friend. Really appreciate it. And until next time, we'll see you on the next episode.